I'm a sucker for traditions. The Worldcraft Club has a ton of weird ones on the server, and this is one of them. We're going to be doing a deep world-building dive on a children's TV show for April Fool's Day going forward, and you're invited to the first one. Are sapient cats barred from Australia due to immigration laws? Is Radley really the eldest brother? What happened to Grandpa Bob? Strap yourselves in. We're talking about Bluey. I'll begin this episode, as they say you shouldn't, with an apology for those of you who have grown accustomed to our keen world-building analysis because this episode is mostly just a fun ride. There are a bunch of parents on the server who raised this show casually, enough times that a bunch of not-parents started watching the show and having their inner child healed, so it became a bit of a long-standing reference. I suggested we cover it on April Fool's, and everyone enthusiastically agreed, and I got myself in deeper than I'd meant to. So, mid-hiatus, for those of you who listened to our last episode, I'm taking a little bit of time off to cook something up for y'all. We did a low-effort community roundtable to talk about Bluey. For those of you who are unacquainted with the show, it's about an Australian cartoon dog family of the Blue Healer breed. The show has exploded into popularity with parents for its heartfelt commentary on modern parenting and Mr. Rogers-esque exploration of the feelings and experiences of children. It's genuinely a great show and is enjoyed by kids, parents, and others. I think it's notable not just for its content, but for its ambience, music, and art style choices. There's simply a lot to love about the show. Today, we're going to dissect what we loved about the world building, what drew us out of the experience, then we're going to hand over some time for insane conspiracy theories from the depths of Reddit. What follows is a semi-serious and largely unedited episode, so anticipate a little chaos. Now, today's roundtable features some familiar voices and some that may be new to our regular listeners. We have Steph, Steel Stash, DB, Dave, and AJ. I'll go through each of them now and let them introduce themselves by identifying their favorite Bluey character. So, uh, Steph, who's your favorite non-bandit Bluey character? And feel free to elaborate a little bit if you want to explain yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Lucky's dad, Pat. Even though I disagree with his past the parcel technique, I think that his willingness to participate in the in the games and and you know just kind of be present with the family when they're in his yard stalking him like animals or just just he he always gives a hundred percent. He's All he's never sport. holds back, and I, I really appreciate that. One hundred percent, I agree. All right, Steel Stash, favorite blue character, not Bandit. Why? All right, um, I am going to have to say that it is probably Chloe's dad. Oh, um, all right, interesting choice. Because Chloe's dad is every other dad watching Bluey. Because, uh, because of the, uh, the Octopus episode. When Chloe's yes. dad is trying to play that game with Chloe that Chloe was playing with Bluey and Bandit and it's just not working out and Chloe looks at her dad and goes, you're not as fun as Bluey's dad. 
And every dad watching that show is like, I know, but, oh, but feels Chloe's Chloe's dad did try and through some honest and open communication with his child, they were able to work out the way that they could play their own game as well. <laughs> that was insightful and hurt my feelings. Because uh, <laughs> you're right. You're 100% right. All right. Uh, so. DV, favorite blue character and 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 why can't be bandit. No, my favorite blue character is also Lucky's dad, but for a separate <laughs> reason. Yeah, the fact that he's a father mm. and has a he has a child. I believe it was the two kids. Uh, what are the names? Bingo and Bluey. Bingo. Yeah, yeah. Playing the baby thing, and he doesn't know how to help give birth. <laughs> Which leads me to wonder, where was he at the birth of his child? <laughs> and the fact that this question is not answered is what I is why I love him. It was a different time, Pat. It was a different time. It's not the eighties. It's not the eighties, All right, uh, Dave. Um, is it cheating to say unicorn? <laughs> oh my oh, god! That's a good show. Oh yes, it's not cheating. No, I was going to go with um. I'm going to go with Chili because honestly, like Bandit and Chili together are just one of like the the most wholesome, sweetest married couples, um, in in television, and and they're lovely. I love them. Solid team. Solid team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, wait, wait, wait. I. I gotta go back to Unicorse here for a second. <laughs> what? The most infuriating episode of them all? The episode in which Bandit does absolutely nothing except troll his wife and child. That's the one. Out of absolute spite for her getting out of bed. My that wife can vouch for me that I have said, and why should I care? Did I on more than one occasion? Haven't we all? It's such a good answer. Oh, favorite bluey character, though. Um, it would have to be Calypso. Calypso oh, is dude, just fair. too adorable. She knows uh, exactly how to um, mold the young minds around her and how to give them the space to do what they need to do she to figure stuff out on their own. She's just absolutely brilliant, and I love her to death that's really good yeah she's got some really good moments in that so she's the teacher at there at the school and um she's like i think she's an australian shepherd i want mm-hmm. to say dog oh yeah shows, beautiful dog too yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah really nice color uh so uh, also i i my favorite character is winton um who is the awkward um dog. and he's basically just an awkward kid that never seems to quite understand the games everyone's playing. And I just was him for pretty much all of primary school. And I was like, just sort of feeling like a little bit left out, like you don't quite get it. And like just the sheer delight when he actually does something right is just so like heartwarming to me to see. <laughs> like, you're a space invader and they use it to defeat yeah, my yeah, other favorite yeah. characters, which is the Terriers. Oh. Who- Oh, who are so just great. exceptional little balls of energy. Like, mm-hmm. that's just, I love that. Like, we don't even know their names yet. 
I don't even think they have they're just the terriers. Nope, they're just the a, terriers. a show of terriers. And um, um they don't yeah, have so anyway, that's, that's 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 my all right. Are you so, gluten free? <laughs> yeah, indie indie's pretty solid. It's like, does this have any flour or sugar or fat? That's all that's all in. it is. <laughs> um, so uh <laughs> Okay, so let's let's start with uh, with Steph. Um, what are world building elements that we just love about Bluey? I think my favorite world building element in Bluey is the fact that Socks is a puppy. Yes, and and like they they let the dog be a baby dog, right? Like he he barks and he bites and he growls and he walks on all fours, and it's just really fascinating that like. There, it is a child with a, in a developmental stage, which I think is is really fascinating. That like he will eventually grow up and be like a bipedal dog, like Bingo or Muffin, and uh, I, I think that's a really nice piece of of world building there. That they have like infancy. Yeah, and 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 it and it presents as a as a dog would, as we would know a dog to be. That's how socks is. Mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really insightful. It's something that, that always, always sticks out to me too. So, um, Stash, favorite world building component of Bluey? Um, I honestly really like that all the dogs have are that all the characters have dog names. Like they do, they yeah. do commit to the conceit that this is this is a world of dogs. So all the dogs have dog names. They're like stereotypical dog names. Like Bandit, Chili, like Wookie, Fido, Wendy. Yeah. Right. Snickers. Well, you know, that's my favorite dog name. You know, sometimes you got uh, sometimes you got Nigel and then you have Huey Nigel. Nigel. All right. Yeah. I would call the dog Keith. But yeah. Yes. yeah. It, it's just amusing to me that all the dogs have like Sean Gant. Yeah. I think that's a neat detail. All right. DB, you're up. I like the idea that it is just simply accepted that Bandit is doing shenanigans constantly. And yeah. not really questioned when in that episode where he just starts dancing in the middle of the street. Yeah. Or which time? <laughs> I know, right? yeah, which time? I mean, the first time I saw it was in uh, the first season. when Fairies. Was it fairies? think so I, i'm remembering two times the one where he walks out of the driveway and starts dancing yep. and the other That's one fairies. when the yes no button episode yeah oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. in the middle of i think he also dances in work yes that's true yeah uh, like, if you wanted him to, to dance, dance quite a lot with yeah, chili. you wanted to di- you wanted to be a dancer <laughs> in words but they and, made him build pipes instead <laughs> the fact that this is accepted that dad's just Play. Do whatever, and yeah, that's Bandit. He does that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, he's just into it. I, I like the way the the other dads as well will just like join in. Like Pat's been mentioned on here, mm-hmm. Lucky's dad. He just kind of like <laughs> they they just do they ambush him like literally ambush him many times in the show, and he's oh, just like Mr. I'm in. Healer, I don't know about this. <laughs> I do like when there's another dad at the playground, and he's like embarrassed to play the like. Is a is a pirate game or something like there? There's definitely yeah, like, yeah. He, he's yeah. not being a whale. He refuses oh, yeah. to be a whale. He won't make a whale noise because he doesn't want to want to weird out the other dad. 
There's I, I another, have there's another instance. Second yeah. would be, yeah, Lucky's dad, how he commits to the bits. He yeah, is 100%. just an absolute goat for doing that. Yeah, he is. And, and, and the fact and the fact as well, like you mentioned, it, he's, he's not even quite certain how like <laughs> how birth happens. Right. But yeah. like he'll still like jump in. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, all right, I'm in. But, like the fact that he was even there. He's just it's legit. And great. At all times, too. I remember yeah. the episode did... with the lion, the feather yeah. wand episodes. Was it feather wand? <laughs> I can't remember. The two that different magic episodes. Asparagus. Asparagus. But Lucky also Wait, like asparagus, dropped. That's yeah. the one. Asparagus. That also <laughs> dropped everything in Feather yeah, Wall. He was just, just doing, I think he was like hanging up some laundry when he just gets ambushed. Yeah. And he, and he just commits. 100%. Well, it's my favorite Lucky's dad moment. <laughs> yeah. so my, my, my favorite is in Rug Island when the ball ends up in the yard. give him his ball back. And he's talking to Landon, and you can see on his face, you know, he's not getting his ball back. He's like, it just, his yeah. face is just like, you and I both know that I want my ball back. I know you're not going to give it to me, but damn it, please give me my ball back. <laughs> I, I like where Bandit's the queen and he has a rake and um, they, they've just put him in charge. They made him queen so they can both be butlers because both the kids wanted to be butlers. <laughs> and a palm frond falls into his yard from Lucky's dad. And uh, he goes, another one for the collection. <laughs> and Bandit just goes ape crap. It just goes like, yeah. It's like, we're too alone. I mean, just like charges into battle. And they're like, that's how they lose him in that game. He yeah. goes nuts. And Lucky's dad also trolls him when he gets the pizza oven. Enough uh, that Bandit's like, we're going to Hammer Barn. <laughs> grass is sure looking green over there. Uh, so, Dave, oh, hit us. What do, you, what, do you, what do you love? What does Bluey do well? Um, it's the tail wagging, like oh, it's right on. the way they, the way they nice. use the tail so that the, like for the dogs to emote, like, I mean, it, it really just goes back to the whole, they're dogs, um, and they do the dog thing well, but like the way that like their faces will light up and their tails will start to go at the same time. Like, I just mm -hmm. think it's really like cute, <laughs> but it sells it. They even have a scene where one of the characters asks their mom, just says, how do, how do animals without tails know when they're happy? Like, they even just, like, say that. It's like, <laughs> Is oh. that duck cake? There's a lot like, of tail wagging in duck cake. That's true, yeah, because that's how she knows that she enjoyed helping. That was the, the, the most Mr. Rogers episode oh, yeah, in there yeah. was, was duck cake, for sure. Especially with sad dads. Um, sad dads are a great inclusion because sometimes dads get sad. Uh, my favorite world building thing in Bluey would probably be, uh, probably the fact that they don't show everything for all the games. Mm -hmm. So for instance, in, uh, fairies that we were just talking about, yeah, yeah. um, you just see all the stuff, you don't see the setup or anything like that. It just like zeroes in on their faces and they're talking and then suddenly it, camera backs up and zooms out and he's got like you roller know skates. roller skates on his hands or like there's a ton more fairy circles and clearly those fairy circles had to be there before they were ta even talking about the one that, that bingo was in but it's just it, it's perfect because they like clearly have to set it up and they're not in the game at that point while they're setting it up because of something else doing it but. yeah they just let it play out, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's definitely that." I 
I, I think like the willingness of children to just imagine with you is one of my favorite things. Mm. So follow-up question. What are our pet peeves about Bluey? What is something that you see in there and you're like, that ain't right. Oh, that, boy. They, they botched that. That's a weird thing. What are they doing? Staff, you've got some stuff. I know you do. Hit us. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll leave uh, all of the censorship <laughs> pieces to AJ. I know that's his axe to grind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one moment that I was I was confused by was in Copycat when yeah. they say a cat must have gotten the the budgie. You yeah. never see any cats in the entire show, and cats and dogs are pretty close evolutionarily. Does that mean cats aren't actually sentient in Bluey, and only dogs are? I mean, Australia it, I, does have very strict immigration laws. <laughs> entirely people months, I hear. Are um, are we? Are I think the implication that there there are yeah there are a lot of implications other, from that small sentence foreigners and we blame the budgies the budgies but the but well, they, yeah, they the, have cat squad too they do the have the cat squad car cat so the cat squad cat squad they're Americans that's what they so my so my theory was too dark, but cats aren't allowed to immigrate to Australia. That's that's cool. That's where the line is. <laughs> I, I that I think that's a great crazy theory. I think we should <laughs> just uh, and, and actually fairies. I I think fairies is a little far fetched. I think that one yeah. goes the most on the fantasy. Well, they actually see a fairy at the end. It is Blue. it is the the only one that is not firmly grounded in reality of of all of the episodes where it's not plausible as plausible. That everything happens. That know. the adults are just making it happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That is, is they do they do occasionally throw that those kinds of elements in there, which is which is interesting. Yeah. I got you. All right. So steel stash, what takes you out of the immersion? Uh so real fast, in defense of seeing the fairy at the end of fairy circles, uh Bingo yeah. was the one we saw the fairy. Like it was seen through her point of view. So gotcha. That's we true. don't know. We don't know if that was a if that was a real fairy or if that was Bingo's imagination. That's um, true. Bingo, Bingo, yeah, does actually have very active imagination in the show. Yeah, um, but like my pet peeves, uh, especially in the early seasons, it's gotten a lot better, and it's got a lot better towards the end of season two and in season three. Was Mossad. <laughs> because uh, it's got to be a world building pet peeve. You can't just hate him. <laughs> oh, it's got to be. It's got to be a world building pet peeve. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, like in, well, they're not building the world in I, which Muffin is a decent creature. Uh, I just hate so, this kid. What Seal Stash hates about the world? That's kid. So in in defense of Muffin, yeah, she is a like. She is a toddler and she does toddler yeah. things. So I get it. You know, Bingo yeah. and Bluey are perfect children and Muffin is spoiled. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and excuse me, no, Muffin is spoiled. Yeah. But Muffin is also your child. So, yeah, you're an audience member. Yep. I, yeah. M m definitely. If, um, what, what was it? Who's, if, if Chloe's dad is everybody's dad, Muffin is, is kind of everybody. <laughs> that, 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 that one, that one kid, that's yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, as far as like, as far as world building elements that yeah. take me out, there's not really any, like, I don't really have any pet peeves with the, uh, with the world building. Like it's, 
it's suitably fantastic enough for me to not think too hard on most of it. And most of the inconsistencies end up coming from, uh, end up coming from like the child point of view. So like, for example, the fair scene, the fair. Uh, so like, it's a lot easier to chalk those up as child imagination, unreliable narrator type thing. And like, I got it as, as a creative, the unreliable narrator is a huge cop out to try to get away with anything. Oh yeah. But it's only, it's only occasionally that they do something like that. So like, to me, there are no, to me, it's just, it's a nice tight fun world yeah 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 that's a very mature take which we will ruin with conspiracy theories <laughs> with conspiracy theories shortly there so uh db uh any anything that takes you out of the show yeah in the first season there were several instances where it bothered me how little boundaries were established which i feel is an important thing for children to <laughs> understand <laughs> That's yep. actually my, t- it's actually the one reason why I don't love fairies as an episode is, mm-hmm. is because like, I think sometimes Bandit could turn around and say, stop talking to me. I'm trying to be on the phone. Like, I think it's okay to say hundred percent, you know, like, yeah. and I, I, yeah, I think. TB, do you have, do you have kids? I'm 19. I, that's what I'm, I'm like. The, Cause that's not a, that no. is not a, <laughs> Well, no, it's, I was just, it just, it just, it made, it made me laugh that like, of all the people on this call, all, all of us have kids and like, she was the first one to raise, they really should set some boundaries for those kids. It brings me great joy. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's the voice. Really? That makes me so happy. Yeah. I'm thinking of, of the very specific work episode yeah. where Bandit has to go to work. Yeah. You know, the entire thing that is keeping the family together he works yeah yeah and he does stuff and to understand that people have obligations and to set the precedent that you, people will have to have obligations in life that aren't just fun i feel would have been a great thing to have an episode about not a bad lesson yeah 100 percent. daniel tiger hits that crap on the head though they do not mess around they're like if your parents are busy find something to do (laughs) i just my son literally just had that lesson and he repeated it to his mom he says mom i see you're busy i'm gonna go find something else to do and i was like this is a really wow uh no, that's really solid. I, I think that's a solid observation. I, about in that episode, it's, it's I wish they had ways for Bluey and Bingo to discuss among themselves. Yeah. Why are grown-ups have stuff to do? Yeah. Why are things different for us and them? But no, it's just them keeping Bandit there. Yeah. And that really grinded my gears. Yeah. <laughs> another thing. And also just, I think, I'm thinking of another episode where they don't help other people where... Bluey is trying to ride a bike. Yeah. And the lesson is for her to always keep trying. Yeah. And I'm thinking it's good to be independent, but it's also good to establish this interdependency with other people. Hmm. When Bingo is trying to drink from the fountain, she, she's <laughs> I feel like someone should have just helped her. I mean, by <laughs> all means, let Muffin suffer with the bag. But 
The yeah. fountain, like the, the fountain thing is just kind of hydration. I but mean, that's why they're. That's why God made moms and dads. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Band is just like chilling. They'll <laughs> figure moms, it out. Uh, moms teach moms teach cooperation. Dads teach independence. Oh man, yeah, it's, it's so, these things where that? independence is not, at some points, is not properly established, and. Other when times where be. you feel like. And interdependence is not established when I feel it should be emphasized. <laughs> and that's, that's the biggest thing that bothers me. That's a, that, that's, that's a really good point. That yeah. is fair and insightful. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, Dave, uh, thoughts on thoughts on Louis and his immersiveness? What drew you out? This is tough because this is a really high quality show. Like we're, we're now talking about Andor here. Sick bird. Straight through the heart. I was gonna say if that didn't go over, I was just just cut that. But but no. Um, I think we talked about this in the chat, but uh, since since uh, it hasn't been brought up yet, I will bring up the fact that we sometimes see underwear. Yeah. Um, but we never see them wear like an article of clothing. Um, so like it, it's a, it's, it's a weird thing with, with cartoons. Um, and like, I, I read, I read, um, some stuff that, that, uh, okay. So like Carl Barks had done the, um, Donald Duck comics, like back in like the thirties or something. I thought Carl Barks was a political dog themed comic. It probably is, but in Bluey. Sorry. No. no. Barn Bart. It is now. Could be. Really speaks out on behalf of laboring breed. And welcome to today's news. I am your anchor, Carl Barks. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so creator of Donald They're Duck. They're a small but well, I mean, breed. Well, Walt Disney created Donald Duck, but really, like, Carl Barks made him famous as a comic book character. Um, and also invented like Scrooge. He did, he did create Scrooge McDuck and the Beagle Boys and basically DuckTales as we know it. Um, but then Don Rosa grew up reading Carl Barks's Donald Duck comics. And he was of the opinion that like, like he just saw that as like Donald Duck is a person. This is how this person is drawn. Like if Donald Duck needs a, a, um, feather for a quill he couldn't just pluck one of his own because that's not how it works and like that was such a weird thing for me to read and be like like it's so hard to approach a cartoon and be like okay where are we going to be realistic and where are we going to do whatever we need to do for a laugh why do they do laundry where exactly are they getting? They do so said much, they do so much laundry in their it's bandit's job to do laundry. Yeah. And I mean it's the classic it's it's the classic why is Mickey's best friend a dog, but his dog is also a dog. Like Yes. Like, we're just there are things there are things where it's just for the joke. Like there it's in there because underpants underwear is funny. It's an immutable law of nature. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like, so there's underwear in Bluey because it's funny. 
Yeah. And they just, they just retain that. Like, so it doesn't, I, I don't know, like it kind of take, can take you out of the moment, but it's like, it was there because it made the kids laugh. Yeah. And it made you laugh too. Well, if I figured that it was just a case of, uh, like the latest Grinch where their yeah. clothing just looks like their fur. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, but they have fur underneath, you know, they just. Because if you've seen the, uh, if you've seen the it's latest just, anime, not if you see the latest, if you see the latest anime Grinch, he wakes up, he is in his fur. You see him come out of the shower and have his fur treated. And then he goes on and puts on a fur outfit that is exactly the same as what he looks like. It's just clothing, not his natural fur. So that I, I just figured that's what William mm. was doing. No, no, uh, I don't uh, like that. That is, uh, well, so, so Blue's Clues offers us some additional thoughts on this with another blue dog um, where they, if, like Steve will open up the closet and you will see Blue's Clues has numerous like skins in there to wear for different things like a snowsuit and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like looking at it like, Oh, what the fuck is doing to this dog? Where did he get those? So, um, there's there's a Japanese show called Rilakkuma and Kaoru, and they're literally like anthropomorphic bears. And when they do laundry, there is a full bear suit on the clothesline. And I just, that bothers me. Okay. (laughs) That's fantastic. So I don't want to know. I don't want to know Just anything. Don't, don't fill in the details. Yeah. In, in addition to all of that, um, in addition to all of that, you do see them wearing clothes. Like there are some instances where they wear clothes. A doctor will wear, for example, a doctor's coat. Yeah. Yeah. The doctor That's the will wear the doctor's dad. coat. Um, wearing a tie to work. Yeah, wearing yes. a tie to work. Juno's mom. Do not try that. You will get fired. Yeah, Jitter's mom does wear sweats. Yes, uh, that's in true. The, in the Bin Night episode, you see that uh, you see Bluey wearing a gi, a karate. Yeah, yep. You know, so like Bluey is wearing martial arts clothes, so you have to assume that. And so they have something situation... to grab when they roll. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you have, so you have to assume that when there is a situation that calls for them to be more formal or in some type of in some type of clothing. Uh, that they have their underwear for those occasions. It's true. They do have ballet outfits. Performance right? when, underwear. When they are Pavlova from uh, yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. Well, along yeah, yeah, those yeah. lines, where does Wendy pin her pin? Pin her pin. Yeah, she wears a pin oh. half the time, like on her chest. Piercing. Does she? <laughs> no, no, I don't like that either. <laughs> I was about to say, it's like, it could be like a nipple piercing, but she could have like six. No, 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 no. James, James. I think it's AJ's turn to talk about censorship before we go too far. Too far down the rabbit hole that we're already on. Too far down the nipple hole. You're up. Good to the bones. That's the best. James wasn't going to edit a whole lot of this, but now... <laughs> now he has to clue himself up. <laughs> oh. Well, I guess, uh, since everyone was leaving it to me, I, it, it falls to me to talk about yeah. all of the censorship that Disney mm-hmm. has done for this poor show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It is a wonderful and fantastic kids show, and they still censor things that are natural to this world, such as a pooping pony and childbirth. Give me a freaking break. Yeah, yeah, no, they 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 they've done some weird stuff. There, there was also um, th- there's a part where it's implied that uh, that bandits talking about getting getting a vasectomy. Yep, and um, they change it to an interesting lore element where Bandit instead says, but what if I want to keep my dog teeth? What if I want to bite somebody? And yeah. I'm like, that is a fascinating what? piece of lore to add in exchange for a vasectomy. <laughs> like, but yeah, that's oh, just, that I thought that was interesting. Eriating. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, was, there was one where they changed um, instead of sauerkraut making him burp, yeah. uh, it makes him fart. Hiccup, I believe. No, Hiccup. I think it originally Fluffy. made him sneeze. No, 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 it well, originally made it him. It, I think it's the other way around. I think you're right, I though. Thought it, I thought no, it, was because so it does they, make him burp. So they in, Ameri- him... in America, it makes him burp, but more than likely, it was supposed to originally make him fart. Yeah, okay. Because they, they, they actually well, changed the episode Family Meeting, where Bandit farts in Bluey's face. And they originally didn't air that one. Because because yes. of the farting in the face, and they have a family meeting, and and um, Chili puts in hair curlers. She has hair curlers and wears a towel when she comes out of the shower on her head. That gets to me. Here's the thing. Here's the real kicker, though. They sell toilet paper in the dog stores. Do you know who needs toilet paper? People with butt cheeks. Do you know who don't have butt cheeks? Dogs. dogs. Dogs yeah. do not have butt cheeks. There is no need for toilet paper in the Bluey world. All right. And I'm done being okay with it. All right, all right, all right. I, this so, ends so, now. So, so the only reason why dogs in the real world don't need toilet paper is because they squat, right? Yes. So they're in a position where it doesn't make a mess. But if you're literally sitting on a toilet, I think you would I mean, still need the paper. That's the whole point of a toilet is it spreads rea- your cheeks apart a little more. You also, well, th- dogs that's in the, the real world, if they get a dingleberry, they're going to wipe it off on the grass. You don't see the dogs butt, scr- or butt scratching around the yard. Uh, see, that's that's good true. point. That's true. Yeah, no, that, that's that's fair. I, it's, 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 also, I, um, yeah. like, like grooming with their tongue. I was about to say that. I didn't really want to. I, I think I, I, there's. Well, but I think that justifies toilet paper. Yeah. Like, yeah. We've we've gotten past the tongue use part. Unless they're unless they're highly evolved and use a bidet like a civilized person, (laughs) bidets are the way forward. I will die on that hill, like hundred percent. Yeah, that is not a hill you need to die on, sir. I I will make sure that you don't. We we can fight it together. What's up? You don't know how to use a drink seat out? (laughs) (laughs) Old meme, sir, but it checks out. Hey, oh, so the, uh, the the last segment of our show is uh, is dedicated to just insane theories, right? Because like everybody's got some idea about the, you know things going on in the bluey world that have have not quite uh, like been expressed fully in the show, but we think might be the case. So uh, I'm I I, I want to hear it, Steph. Do you have an insane theory? Radley should be the youngest brother. He should not be the oldest brother. Don't and this is a hill I will die on. <laughs> oh. Hundred percent. He was supposed to be the youngest brother. No. Okay. It, this it, is, it did not yes. make any sense no, 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 in no, no. fairy tale. They retconned him to be the oldest. He has baby brother energy. No. Hundred percent. Look. Okay. So so here's the deal. How old do you think Trixie is in Double Babysitter? My guess is like twenty eight. Yeah. Maybe. May, may, maybe like there. Yeah, okay. So 20. so 
so you've got like 89 is the latest year possible that fairy tale could have taken place, right? And we have maybe like an 11-year-old bandit there. And we assume this takes place in the modern age due to the proliferation of tablets and things like that. So you can maybe wind it back like five, six years, right? Something like Max. that. So you could say yeah. like maybe 2017 is like probably the earliest that it could be. To right? make the Unless... math easy, you can do 2019. Yeah. 89 to 20, 2019. Oh, I really 30 years. No, that's good. So, so yeah, it's 30 years. So Bandit would be like a solid like 40, 41, 42 years old, right? Mm -hmm. And that would mean then that Stripe is the is the youngest so he would be in like in his late 30s mm -hmm. and then you'd have uh flipping radley coming back from the oil rig you know solid mid 40s hitting on a mid 20s girl like immediately yeah. in in fairy tale no definitely mid, mid not no, I, I don't i don't think that's, i don't think that's the vibe 30s. at all i don't think that's the vibe at all and that's and that's not a final I don't feel like that's a problem. I think fairy tale like yeah. ruined <laughs> parents were ten years apart. It's, it's fairy tale exactly. ruined not the birth order. Bradley yeah, I, should I have been a babe in arms during fairy tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bradley, Bradley should have been the youngest crazy. brother, one hundred percent. I like, thought there were there were ideas that he was also um, a stepchild or something. like Yes, that. because we don't know where Bob is, do we? Uh, yeah. Bandit's dad, Grandpa Bob. Yeah. But he does show up in the first season, but is like mysteriously absent the rest of the time. Oh yeah, that is another crackpot theory that that Bandit's dad passed away at some point during the series. Yeah, they just kind of gloss over it. Yeah, I, I bet the voice actor just like quit or something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and they, we're overthinking it. Yeah, yeah. But that's <laughs> anyway. what this episode is for. So yeah, but, no, I I hundred percent. I I I believe Radley was was supposed to be the little brother. That's what I. That's why I think it was. But oh, we Bandit, pissed off. We pissed Bandit off Steel Stan. Was, I'm <laughs> out. He's like, no. I'm out. Well, ho hopefully we'll get him back in. Yeah. Whoa. But, um, He's back. much closer. <laughs> but Bandit, Bandit has <laughs> oldest child energy, uh, and Stripes has middle child energy, and and I, I, yeah, I'd agree. Stripes seems like the awkward, misplaced middle child through yeah. through like a lot of it, and like the kind of trying to live up to the older brother kind of thing, and like it's that then you've got. You know, Radley, who definitely had like the sort of semi failure to launch kind of vibe from him. Yeah, definitely. Like, in a way, With the, but... the almond milk shampoo hair all fluffy yeah. in his face. Yeah, all kind of like solid oil rig job. He's also known to be like, he's quite like a muscular dude. So it's like, I kind of get the vibe that he just loved the single life and just like didn't really like settle the same way that like um, mm -hmm. Bandit and, uh, and Stripe did. Yeah, well, so I could buy early 30s, which is perfect <clears throat> if he yeah. was the youngest. I think so. Yeah, that, that so, was my vibe. So here's the thing. First of all, if he went and worked on an oil rig, um, yep. A, that would allow him to keep his muscular physique because that is uh, demanding physical labor. B, yeah, yeah. B, while I have a lot of respect for those type of skilled, uh, those type of skilled laborers. Yeah, when, yeah. When you spend a lot of time with just a group of guys, you rapidly devolve into teenagers. Lord oh, of the yeah. flies. Yeah. You wouldn't so... know anything about your career. <laughs> I would absolutely not know what happens when you take a bunch of dudes and strand them in the middle of nowhere for nine months to a year at a time. Um, <laughs> also, the movie Armageddon told me that oil rigs are a young man's game and that someone in their 40s would probably not still be working on an oil rig. I mean, somebody in the, like, so 
The biggest flaw with Armageddon, not that that's the discussion that we're having right now, but the biggest flaw with Armageddon is the, is the fact that everybody working on that oil rig does not have a string of letters following their name on their signature block. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, so, they would be qualified, qualified, qualified. Yeah. They'd have a ton of different, yeah, licensure, all sorts of yeah. things. So it's one of those. Someone pointed out once, someone pointed out once that it's weird that they could train the oil rig guys how to fly a space shuttle <laughs> wouldn't train space shuttle guys uh, hey, look look right. look you've got to have a feel you've got to have a feel for the day for right, derailing us into a discussion you gotta about have a feel you got to have a feel for the drill it's you can't teach that you can't right. teach that right. day. Well, like, all right look, you've got to have look it's it's hard. Hard. Look, the fact the fact of the, the fact of the matter is they were not being trained how to fly the space shuttle. They were being trained how not to die in space, which is not that big of a deal. After all, after also putting like space like a moving Anyway, steel stash, go for it. Yeah, but getting back, <laughs> getting back into Bradley, you would have obviously, like, you would obviously be doing a lot more immature stuff down on the oil rig. Um, she likely has several degrees that go along with his name, which is why he's able to continue to do it into his forties. At this point in his life, he's probably a foreman or a manager on that rig, uh, which is why, like, during Christmas, he can fly. Um, you can fly what's your name out to go spend Christmas with him. Frisky. Frisky. Yeah. Instead of, you know, having, you know, instead of doing the economical choice of having Christmas with the family and her. Um, so I assumed it was their honeymoon. Yes. Yeah. That's that's the implication. That's why but, they're not at Christmas with the rest of the family. But I, I can revise my opinion somewhat on this because like Radley, so there's a couple of things. One, Radley would have had sort of that mature maturity in essence from having gone through, you know, like maybe a decade and a half at the oil rig. He's probably a foreman. Uh, he starts to think about settling down, right? We place Frisky sort of in her young 30s or something Trixie, like that. But yes. No, fr Frisky. Uh, Trixie is striped. Oh, by. Trixie. I, yeah, I, right. I said it wrong. Frisky, Thank you. No, I said that was my fault. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, he, he, see, he sees Frisky and settles down to like marry her, right? Like that, to me, that kind of adds up as like a, as, you know, plausible motivations on this stuff. And so, like, I, I don't know. I, I can see it, but, like, I, I agree with essentially, like, I don't think that was their plan A. How I don't think it was. she is young, though? Like, that's not up. Though it's mentioned I'm, I'm that assuming. she was at Bra uh, Bandit and Chili's wedding, so she's not that young. That's true. She says, do you, do you remember Radley from our wedding? So. Yeah. 
Yeah. They probably wouldn't have invited a random college girl babysitter to their wedding that was, you know, five or six Family years friend. prior. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm coming around to it. Um, I so I, I guess I just didn't like Bandit as a as a as a middle child to some extent. He like, doesn't. I, I he kinda, doesn't I give me middle child vibes. Yeah. <laughs> are you a middle child, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> well, look, the point is, I'm Bandit. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Dash, go for it. What's your insane theory? We want your so, insane theory. So if if Rathy went off to college, got a couple couple uh got a couple degrees in the oil field. And then asked off to go have that type of adventure. Now the uh, now the family settlement, uh, the parent expectation on the family settlement is falling on Bandit as next in line. You know, so he chose yeah, which would explain why he chose the uh, the relatively safe and stable career as archaeologist. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's confirmed or if it's just widely accepted that. Uh, Bandit and B- or Bandit and Chili's house is actually their parents' old house. I think that's. I think that mm. sounds possible as a way to um, afford it. Yeah, it, it's like a pretty expensive house. Yeah, because it is. It is a really nice house that you know. Granted, yes, he's making decent money as an archaeologist, but it's not like Chili's bringing home big bucks working as uh, working in the Australian equivalent. At yeah, I think he's part time. Yeah. Um. But like they're not living bad, but the house the house is in constant need of repair, which would make sense yeah. if you know it was like it was older. Child, yeah, if it was an older home, if it was a childhood home, um, Bandit got it because Bradley didn't want it. He was off doing the oil rig stuff. Stripe is obviously very successful in um, and he seems to be yeah, and whatever he's doing because they have they have the very nice modern home with the nice pool in the backyard and everything like that. And the very spoiled so, child. And yes, the extreme has, a, yeah. has an electric vehicle. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Got an EV. <laughs> got, got, got the EV. Um, yeah, got the, uh, got the, uh, Barkla. <laughs> um, that's Tesla with bark instead of Tess. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't think of a good dog pun for, uh, Tess. I'm impressed though. But, um, yeah. So that's, that's really the biggest insane theory that, you know, I would have for, for this, that is also appropriate for general audiences. Um, yeah, that's not that that line hasn't already been crossed by your nipple rings, but, but we keep bringing it up. I'm going to have to delete all of that. The more we mention it, the harder it is to edit out. <laughs> that's why we keep mentioning it. <laughs> I can just do a word search. Just like get, just type yeah. nipple into into Descript. Just delete it all. And they'll just have these blank spaces where the word just nipple put, would have been. Right at the end of the episode. Yeah. It's just, I'm just, yeah. I'm gonna take every instance of the use of the word nipple and just have it as like a 30 second like element at the end. Super kind of it's just nipple, 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 nipple. nipple, nipple, nipple. nipple. or more yeah anyway just like a dog. i think it's a good theory think um just bandits, like a dog yeah so bandit parents retiring to a condo yeah. at the seashore that makes right? sense they they live on the ocean so like they're all clearly well off yeah like, it's yeah. a nice condo that they live in i think i think as well that it's possible that bob um healer so bandit's dad is just out and about dude just gets around it just wouldn't yeah. surprise me if he was like i'm out fishing something like that just most of the time 
like that would just be my guess because he just seems to be like a super mobile dude or like because like divorce to me seems unlikely that that late in life if they made it that long together i feel like it seems less likely um and you'd uh, be surprised dad, but but uh, yeah i mean it's like i, I I'm, I'm granting it i'm granting an outside chance i'm saying less likely not yeah. so much you know non-existent and then uh i think i think if he died i actually think bluey would approach it head on i just think that's the way the show works i think they would do that just like the budgie episode yeah 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 they i think they just you know straight straight up I, mean, but, I think but they if, do it. Yeah, but if it was something that happened, like if it was something that happened relatively early in the first season, then they might not felt have felt comfortable dealing with it. Yes, but but also we're dealing with the fact that they, like it is a TV show, and like they <laughs> they would just put it where they could talk about it. They're going to be like, oh, unfortunately, you know, in our wiki lore, like the timeline, Bob had died, and it just wasn't the right time to write about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> He's dead, and we don't want to talk about it. Now, Them times you die during character creation. It just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you die falling down the stairs. That's what happens. Yeah, it's, it's a toolbox. It's a toolkit. All right. You don't have to fly falling down the stairs. You, can, you don't have to take those rules. Anyway. Um, Louis just a toolkit. <laughs> DB, you're right. Okay, so you're right. Okay, so grab my previous theory. We're not talking about it now. I have a new theory that was just built on what we talked about earlier. The fact that dogs have underwear implies they have clothes. Despite the fact that we never see clothes, implies that they are wearing them and they are wearing fur suits. Now. They're all just furries. It has many implications, which I have I been moving on. Just <laughs> you put their baby in a fur suit. It's just a massive Australian furry con, and they agreed no cats. They're just larping hard. They're they're not actually dogs. They're just people living in a furry community. They're not even Australian. <laughs> Sorry, I, I see the floor back to DB. Stanway, welcome to World Craft Club, by the way. <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome. What I, what I wanted to think was this is the implications of how do they have clothes that perfectly match their fur? Yeah. Do they have this sort of, in this culture, maybe they're wearing this to hide their bits? Yeah. Yeah, maybe or that's just, they just wear it's it's like Blue's Clues dog that just apparently yeah. has has like a skin suit or or the Who's from Whoville Furry or the Grinch. They just he just wears a green suit over his green fur. Yeah. Now, this article of clothing implies that they have to get it, and that makes me think: Where is it resourced from? Do they have the cats dog farms? Do do you have this? Where are they? no. It's, <laughs> do you have this ritual like when you turn 18 you get your entire body shaved and just and make a suit. a suit yeah do we have suit factories where <laughs> they just have cats it's being just, the implications just boggle the mind do you know how hard you... it is to sew fur it's really hard to sew fur but but this also explains why they have an army because we know they have an army because Rusty's dad is in the army so the yep. army is protect is used to protect the means of production for the fursuits. Yeah. Oh, not, not, so not, not for long if Carl Barks has his say. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
when Carl Brarks drops that investigative report of expose, things are going to blow up. <laughs> and finally, all the yeah, working this, breeds will rise up. Yeah. This, if you, if we assume this is true, this has ridiculous implications on it's deep history too. This goes all if the way to the top. Bandits and archaeologists. What does the past look like? What do relics look like? Yeah. What? When did this culture develop? Is there yeah. a dog god? <laughs> well, they they, they do yes. have an episode that nearly hints at that, like which is kind of fascinating. Actually, they do they do the 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 entire evolutionary track of the dogs in that episode, but they have monkeys. Evolution's in it, which, real. Well, in in that apparently it's at least. It's implied it's in the episode, Flatback I would say. is the episode. Yeah. Flatback, Flatback is the episode. Yeah. And yes, it proves the theory of evolution for the Blueyverse. Yeah. I but think that might be the most controversial part of there is a god or god figures. Yeah, because it, you, you have, you have Bandit, Bandit and uh, Chili presiding and over they are, um, And they invite are, them into heaven at the Evelyn. end. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. They do go from monkeys into dogs somehow. Which is... Oh, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that's what I was going to say as well. Is I was like, they go, they do a monkey dog transition in there, and it is now. I'm uh, really yeah. fascinated to see all this archaeology. I know. And digging up. Yeah, yeah. It's like his profession is the most fascinating profession in the show, and it's fortunate that we see it from his vantage point. But all I know so far is he sits on a bouncy ball and has a pwn in his office. Like that's it. That's all I get. Thanks for nothing, Bluey. Like I need more deets. All right, Dave. Insane theory. Uh, we have, we have dug too deep. I don't know where to go with this now. It's yeah, it's I've, I've, I've. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll go with this since we're, since we already hit the evolution angle. <laughs> Bluey is set centuries after Mad Max. <laughs> which is set in Australia. Exactly. <laughs> which makes a lot all, of sense now. All, all of humanity is now dead. Dogs have become the dominant species. And yeah. um, so the cycle just renews. The underwear we see around are just antiquity, antiquities. It's just human underwear. Just, it's human underwear. The dogs aren't wearing that. There you go. I'm, I'm into it. it. I'm into it. I love it. That's all I got. All right. Hey, Jay. Hit us. I what honestly. You got? don't have anything nearly <laughs> crazy as all the rest of this has been I, pretty I solid nothing. this is this is nuts so it, it, i i watched the tv show to uh relax and not think about wrong this of this world come on aj you read the brief uh no it's so there there's here's 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 one I'll, I'll throw into the pot so I, I actually I really like the idea that Bandit inherited the house and I like the way we match that into Radley's and Stripes and Bandit birth order as well that makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. to me however have you considered that they're smuggling antiquities so <laughs> Chili works at the <laughs> airport in, T in, in sort of a TSA and Bandit is an archaeologist right so he would have access to said antiquities which he would then smuggle out of country using Chili as her inside dog. And that is how they make the money to buy that house. Because I, according 
to websites that talk about how much people earn, Bandit probably doesn't make a ton of money. He'd basically just be like a dude who like makes sure there's no like uh, ancient history claims to like uh, construction sites before they put it up there. So he'd basically just look over the place and just make sure there's nothing they're digging up. So what he does is when he does that, he finds the things he doesn't, he, he takes cash in hand from the construction company or developer in order to get it. And then he takes those antiquities and then moves them uh, through Chile in the airport. I think Madge is in on it too. Well, I mean, those fruit-themed rugs can't come cheap. Giant kiwi. Like, weird choice. Weird choice. Does Great Bandit choice. Have a I fence? want one. Yeah. Doesn't Bandit have a what? A fence. Well, well, I, I, well, yeah, that's true. Chili's moving it. I wonder who the fence is. Probably cats in America that he's sending. <laughs> so I can't help myself because there's actually some gold in here. If you endured to the end of this, you deserve some sort of prize. There's a few elements that I think Bluey really nails and we can actually take some world building insights from. So one, Bluey respects their audience. This is actually less common than I'd like for children's TV shows and I think this is where Bluey really stands out. Children have deep, complex emotions that are every bit as valid as adults. They just don't always have the tools worked out and how to express them fully. The point here is that you can create complex and nuanced work even for children, and if you're in that space, I'd encourage you to do so. Two, Bluey also does incredible work with committing to the bit. So many side conversations and incidental moments feature the world they're trying to build. All the characters have dog names and wag their tails to express joy. These fun little details show that they're thinking about their concept and are willing to go all in with it. When writing your own content, consider the audience's experience. Have a firm grasp of the core concept of your setting and explore it to your heart's content. Lastly, Bluey follows the Donald Duck rule. This exists in tension with the above. The creators of the show added elements that don't fit, like underwear. They do this because they know their target market. Underwear is funny. Kids think so, a lot of adults think so. So they added it for laughs. They don't lean on it too heavily, though I wonder if in some later episode they'll remark on it. In any case, their dual world-building concept of parents living an ordinary life and their dogs crosses over here. Laundry is part of the authentic parenting experience, and I'm glad that they went ahead and included it, even though it was a little bit silly. We're delighted that you joined us here today, and kudos to you if you made it this far. If you want to have conversations like this one, go ahead and join our Discord server linked in the show notes and see how your best ideas are forged with community. With that, for Steph, Stash, DB, Dave, and AJ, I'm James, and this has been another episode of the Worldcraft Club podcast. Look forward to seeing you next time. It's just nipple, 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 nipple. nipple, nipple. nipple. <laughs> it's just like, what?